sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, good morning, Santa Barbara. We're here. We had a couple of technical difficulties this morning, but I have Dominique Hackett. That really comes into play when your last name is Hackett. <laughs> she, she pasted us up. You use a lot of uh, love and band-aids, and I think we're ready to roll here. So um, in the house today, very blessed, Dr. Dale Figtree, uh, Lori Cortez, Ed Langlow, Anthony Rodriguez, Christine Marie, and Don Sanders. How are you all doing today? Good. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. Crazy times, crazy times. But you know what this show is all about, our community show, um, is about um, love. And we're going to talk a lot about um, love, healing, uh, getting the body uh, uh, rejuvenated for the 2021 year. We've got a lot of exciting things and topics to talk about uh, to include Dr. Dale. We have with us today the owner of College Coaching Services, Lori Cortez, and she's going to tell us what our teams need to be doing as a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Of course, Ed Langlow is only I've known. Anthony Rodriguez is going to tell us how to prepare for our big, you know, we've got so much stuff going on. We don't need to um, worry about something else. But you know something, uh, uh, preparing is, is saying that nothing's going to happen. So he's going to get us an earthquake kit that we could put together in probably 30 minutes, and then we know that's done for the year. So uh, let's get back to all of this. We're going to take a real short intro today because we have a lot to talk about. So let's go back to all this after these messages. Well, now together we will stand Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Fantastic. We are back. We've got a huge show today. Um, if you don't check, first of all, if you're the first time here today, thank you so much. We so appreciate you. Please like us on Facebook. You could also enjoy rebroadcast, rebroadcast every Tuesday at 11, Sunday at 6, and Monday at 3 a.m. when you're sneaking around find that piece of pie. pie. <laughs> Christine Marie, gluten-free pie. Gluten-free. We, gluten-free. We tried some gluten-free. Actually, it's not that bad. Um, well, what, let's start off with uh, got a longtime favorite, my son's favorite teacher. She was on my uh, refrigerator on the outside of it for the longest time, okay? The first picture of the first teacher my kids put on their refrigerator was Lori Cortez. So Lori Cortez, owner of College Coaching Services, thank you so much for being here. What what do the kids and the teen athletes need that we're working on right now? Good morning, Erica and everyone. Thank you for having me. 
Well, it's still a crazy um, application season for sure with, with COVID and everything. So I thought what I'd do is just maybe start with uh, go by grade level and tell everybody kind of what to expect and what they should be working on. So the seniors have officially submitted all of their applications, which is great. So some of them have received acceptances or decisions back already when they submitted early applications. And some of them, the regular decisions will be coming around March. The most important thing I can, advice I can give to seniors is keep your grades strong. Don't get senioritis. Uh, I have seen admissions decisions rescinded because seniors slack off second semester. So don't drop classes and just keep your grades strong because the university you choose to attend will receive your final transcript and they expect you to maintain similar grades to what you applied with. So that's for seniors. For juniors, big year. Uh, normally, uh, SAT or ACT prep is, is of utmost importance right now. I am still encouraging my students, um, depending on the schools that they're applying to, if they're applying to schools that are accepting the SAT and encouraging strong scores, then I'm encouraging my students to prepare and take the test in, in May or June. Hopefully, you know, things will be getting a little bit more back to normal by then. I, my philosophy is it's good to keep all doors open. We don't know exactly what's going to be happening with the SAT and ACT. Some schools are uh, going test optional, which means if you, if you have strong scores, submit them because your scores will strengthen your application. Some schools are going test blind, which means they won't consider scores. So because everything is so up in the air, I, I advise keeping doors open um, to best prepare yourself. So that's, and juniors also keep building that resume. That goes for freshmen and sophomores as well. It's really important to try to stay connected with your community. And I know it's tough during COVID and I would never tell you to do anything to put your health at risk. So try to look for some online opportunities. Uh, many of my students are providing online tutoring. Um, and it's, it's actually becoming quite um, appreciated by, by younger students. Elementary school students are pairing with high school students, and it's kind of turning into kind of a mentoring slash tutoring type of opportunity that both are benefiting from. So that's one option. Look for other online opportunities that, that could benefit you, but building the resume is still important. There's an optional question on the applications now, and it basically says, what did you do to stay connected with your community during COVID? So it's, it's something to think about, not only, of course, to be able to answer the, the question on the application, but also to make an impact on your community and to continue to grow and stay involved. That's, that's really key. And then just remember, uh, freshmen, sophomore, and juniors, seniors as well, grades are of utmost importance. So keep studying hard. Set up a study schedule for yourself if you haven't done so already of uninterrupted study time. That means leaving your phone in the other room, disconnecting from apps or, or texts or emails, and just focusing on the studying. Um, keeping strong grades with rigorous classes in areas of your strength is of utmost importance. And building that resume is, is key as well. So those are kind of the three top things that uh, freshmen, sophomore, and juniors should be doing right now. Lori, I have a quick question. I don't know if you're aware, like you're down in Irvine, but I know you keep tabs on Santa Barbara. Being a teacher, a lifelong learner, vice principal, if you yeah. were faced with the decision of not including D's or F's, are you pro or con that? This is just a personal opinion. I'm not, it's not 
I'm not trying to get politics here. I just want to get your feedback on that. Well, I think it's, that's a tough question because I think I, I'm of the philosophy that education should be individualized. And so it depends on the student's abilities, I think. Um, so I, I don't think that I can really answer that question because it, if students are putting in 100% effort, but they are just not able to learn remotely, if, if this is something that is, is truly you know, a disadvantage for them, then maybe that would be a good option. But if students have the capability to earn strong grades, I think that they should keep, keep studying and keep earning those grades. So. Hi, Lori. Thank you for that. I have another. Oh, this is Christine Marie. I have another question. Sure. What, um, what advice do you have for the kids um, while they're doing so much online learning, like for their breaks, kind of to go out and like, are, are there some quick sort of advice about maybe just go walk around the block or, yes. you know, just to kind of balance the learning? That's actually really, really important. I'm glad that you brought that up because there's a lot of studies out that show that people, students, also adults, you know, should take a break every hour, five to 10 minutes, um, especially with all the screen time that everybody's doing. And yes, getting outside, getting some vitamin D, getting some fresh air, as long as you're socially distancing, is, is really helpful. It energizes you and it also clears your, your mind and then you're more able to focus when you come back in and you're on that computer screen again. That's a really good, that's a very good point. You know, Lori, my boys, if I was in this situation, uh, they would have the treadmill uh, mounts and the bike mounts and then the computer screen because we will be multitasking. Yes. A lot of people do that, Erica. Um, a lot of people do that for meetings as well. Um, and, if you, and if a person can do that and focus, that's a, that's, that's a great idea as well and participate. I think one of the common themes that I'm seeing amongst my students um, with respect to remote learning is that they're having a hard time maybe connecting with their teachers. Um, you know, it's not that in-person experience. And so I'm just encouraging them to participate as much as possible, you know, speak in class and maybe set up um, meetings outside of, of the, you know, during the uh, teacher's office hours, because it's important to, um, to maintain a connection with teachers. Juniors, will be requesting letters of recommendation from junior year teachers. So getting to know a couple of your teachers, you know, on, on a deeper level is, is kind of, it, it is important because you want people to write strong letters of recommendation and you want people to, who will speak to their work ethic and their, their interest in learning. So that human connection is tougher online. It sure is, but it's still, it's still doable. So I think this has really hurt our teen athletes most of all. I was talking to Sherry last week, and she agrees because a lot of the teen athletes out there, although you're a scholar before you're an athlete, mm -hmm. this has really hurt them because they're, uh, you know, a lot of kids, including myself, you're bouncing off the wall anyway, and right. then your 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 sport got cut. I right. mean, you're going bonkers. It's just, I mean, that those are the kids I I feel for the worst is our teen athletes in this community, really. Right. I mean, it takes away from their whole high school experience or college experience if they're in college. You know, it's just something com completely different. And, um, you know, as we know, athletics not only is, is, is a healthy physical uh, program, but it's health, healthy mentally, too. And, and it's a, a connection. You know, it's a community. 
So, so to take that away, I know a lot of um, programs are trying to do things like practice at a social distance and even online, like trying to, you know, get the, like the warmups and, and exercises done online. I think right now, everybody's just trying their best, like any way of communicate of, of connecting and communicating is, is helpful. It's not the same. And I think it's important for us to remember, it's not going to be forever. And hopefully in the next couple of months, we're going to see an increase in people getting back to doing things, you know, as a team, athletes doing things as a team and, and people doing, you know, students going back to school. So. Lori, how can we get a hold of you if somebody needs your help? Well, my uh, email address is very simple. It's just collegecoaching, the number one at gmail.com. My website is collegecoachingservices.com and there's a contact uh, uh, section on there as well. So feel free to email me with any questions. And um, I just encourage everybody to try to stay positive. I, I hope that we are seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and soon things will start turning around. Thank you. Thank you. Team Sports Radios love you for almost 10 years, 11 years of service. Thank you what you've done for the community. We adore you. And I well, know you got you to step <laughs> away. I, I, we see you next month, though, because you promised you committed for a I monthly can. review and report. Yes. Yes. I look forward to it. And I, I will see you in February. All right. Thank you. God bless, Lori. Thank you, everybody. You okay. okay. Bye, Lori. Bye. Mm -hmm. Let's take another break, guys. We've got Dr. Dale Figtree after these messages. Well, now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man. Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. We're back, and boy, it's been a few months now, but I am so grateful and thankful that Dr. Dale had some time in her very busy schedule. So in the house, we have Dr. Dale Figtree. How are you doing, Dale? I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you doing? I am wonderful because I'm talking to you this morning and I love your insight. You have quite a following on the show. I'm going to tell everybody that you're on it uh, so they can catch it. So I am really excited to hear what you have to say. I wanted to get some um, input. We've got a vaccine going out there. And we also, uh, I would like to get your input on really just overall wellness. Along with you, I have my massage therapist, Don Sanders. Um, and I'm just going to let you guys play off each other. Uh, but you go first, Dale, and I'll just let him add. Okay, sounds good. Okay. <clears throat> first of all, um, I'd like to approach this from two parts. Okay. So the first part is that generally I'm against vaccines for a few reasons. One reason is that a lot of times they're made with mercury 
and other um, heavy metals and toxins that stay in the body and can cause autism and other things in kids. I mean, and the government has protected the companies so that they're not as accountable and it's a mishmash. And so that's one part of vaccines that I don't completely trust. The other part is that the vaccines generally for measles and for, um, for flus, you know, I basically feel that most people, the measles and the flus help the body to clean out. They're like yearly house cleanings, not the measles, but flus can be house cleanings. I mean, if somebody can contain them and knows how to take care right away, they actually can serve the immune system. They can actually serve the body. So for those two reasons, I'm hesitant against just the general um vaccines. I mean, if someone steps on a nail, great, you know, get a vaccine for tetanus, you know, so I'm, you know, now when it comes to this year and this vaccine, of course, we're dealing with something that's potentially deadly. So I'm looking at it from a little bit of a different perspective. I'm aware that the vaccines could have some toxicity associated. And there's so many um, conspiracy theories that there's more, there's DNA that causes changes. I mean, there's so much going on. It's like, you know, just turns the mind. But the bottom line is, does this vaccine prevent people from getting COVID, number one? And number two, does it have problematic side effects? So my sense is just to sit back and watch the first wave or two of people that get it and see what happens. I mean, we've seen the president get it, um, president-elect get it, rather, not the other guy. Um, um, we've seen a lot of people in the, in the spotlight um, get COVID um, vaccines, and they seem to be okay. I only read, read one report where a doctor in um, Florida died two weeks after he got the vaccine, and they couldn't determine the cause of death. So I don't think that we're hearing much about the bad effects of it. But for me, the bottom line is that friends of mine around me are very committed to getting the vaccine. And I'm very, very curious to watch how they respond. And if I see that they seem to be OK and doesn't seem to be a problem, then I may myself consider getting it. So I'm just being open minded here. OK. Um, that's the first thing. Uh, do you have any questions in regards to that? Well, do you think about, I have one quick question. Don't you think if a person just says, no, I don't want it, that should be good enough. I you mean, know, if they I, feel that they that, just don't want it because they're not sick, they, you know, they very rarely get sick, they watch, I, they take their vitamins, they eat organic, blah, 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 blah. I think and, totally, you know, you know, you know we, we need to be able to make our own decisions. There's no question. I mean, really, I, I do not want to live in a country where these, you know, forced issues about vaccines um, happen. And hopefully that will not happen. Hopefully that will not happen. I know in like the nursing profession, like when I go to the lab, um, you know, if the people don't want vaccines there, they may not be able to work there or they have to just continuously wear masks or something like that. You know, it's tricky stuff, but I'm in agreement that we need to be able to make our own decisions. And hopefully people aren't so reactive that they're close to just really looking at the facts, um, inquiring, studying, and then coming from an informed place, not from just a reactive place. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, okay, so Don, do you have a question? Uh, no, I've just been listening to the doctor. I'm pretty much uh, in agreement with most of the points she made. I, I don't, I don't want to see mandatory vaccination. Um, I also have always had um, issues about, uh, you know, I didn't vaccinate my kids. You know, the, the things uh, I, I think when you mainline, when you, when you mainline a, a bunch of uh, strange matter into the body. The body's got all kinds of filtering that's supposed to uh, find defense, you know, defense mechanisms starting with the little nose hairs you have, you know, it's supposed to be able to, uh, to, to weed out, you know, the things that are coming in that could be potentially harmful. So it never made sense to me to mainline a big dose of something into the body and go here, surprise, create antibodies for this. It just never, you know, but there again, you know, other people that, like, like has been said, are going to work on the front lines uh, with within the health. Even if you're a clerk at a grocery store, you know, you've got to weigh that. If you're going to be in constant contact with people when this thing is is variantly spreading and there's variations now coming in that supposedly are mutating and, and it's even more contagious, then, you know, you, you have to be informed. I also agree with what you said, Erica, about doing everything you can to boost your own immunity whether it's getting vitamin D and going for walks, you know, taking vitamin C, eating healthy, you know, just common sense stuff. Getting massages. Getting massages. Yes. And that's, you know, something uh, I'm still addressing that by working outside for the most part, you know, winter, winter weather prohibiting perhaps, but um, you know, uh, by working outside through, through this time has been uh safe to do in terms of you've got ventilation, you've got UV light, you've got fresh air and sunlight to kill, to kill viruses. And so, uh, and then, you know, the, the client can mask, I mask. So, yeah, I, I think it's a good idea because sometimes we don't know exactly why we're feeling bad. And, uh, you know, it could be as simple as dehydration and you need to be drinking more water, but other times it's nice to have, uh, instead of having to have the discipline to do all your own self-care to have some help from the outside to have some to have some assistance does that make sense yes i need i i look at the whole connection i mean i can't not see you don you know past a month i start i want i go back crazy you know what i'm saying i have to i my body absolutely is programmed now you know to take that one hour for me he's brilliant he's actually the gentleman that got me to fix my hip and nobody could, I went two years of this excruciating pain. And then, you know, the one angel, the one messenger that came to me and it was that day I made an appointment to get it done. So that's why you mean so much to me, Don. God bless you. Um, let's, Dr. Dale, we have a little bit more time. Let's talk about uh, the things that we need to talk, think about nutritionally to ward off any, you know, okay. you've got to wash your hands, we've got the distancing, but uh, let's talk about nutrition. All right, right. The first thing is that germs and bacteria and viruses usually hibernate in the upper respiratory tract, like the sinuses and the throat, for sometimes 24 hours before they go into the body. So when I've been shopping, whether it's the farmer's market, I mean, I'm wearing a mask and I'm distancing. But when I come home from a situation where I feel like it's the potential of exposure is there, I immediately use a neti pot. And a neti pot is a solution. It's a cup of purified water that's been boiled and it's cooled down to body temperature. And it's um, half a teaspoon of what I use, Himalayan salt. I don't use sea salt because they say it's full of plastic at this point. 
mix it together and sit over the sink and just put in my nostrils, inhale it. You can also buy sprays that have saline solution, but that just clears out, knocks out germs and bacteria. And to me, it's like right off the bat, front, front line when you come home, besides washing the hands, to do a neti pot is a very wise thing. Um, colloidal silver spray, you can buy in the health food store. That also kills viruses and bacteria mold and things like that. You can do it in either nostril. That's good. And um, so those are two things that I feel are important, really important. Um, as far as just general things are concerned, I mean, obviously, the more vitamins and minerals you consume, the more empowered your body is and your immune system is to protect you and to fight. So again, to just load up on fruit, load up on salads, load up on vegetables, load up on whole grains, load up on potatoes and yams, um, you know, just the natural things that are high in nutrients. At the same time, the things that make the immune system more vulnerable and are tricky are the sugars and the refined carbs, white bread, and, you know, just the food that is highly processed. So for that to be really reduced tremendously and for high nutrient food to be consumed. I think that that's just basic common sense, a boost for everything. I mean, for reducing risks of cancer even. So it's beyond just the, the virus, but specifically for the virus. I mean, there are certain supplements that I think it's are wise to take to bolster. And one is um, high dose vitamin C. I mean, usually if somebody eats a lot of fruit and salads, you don't need vitamin C, it's loaded with it but just an extra protection because it seems to be, and I've read reports that there are households where somebody had the virus, but other people in the household were taking like five grams of vitamin C, 10 grams of vitamin C a day and didn't get it. So there's something about vitamin C high dose that's protective. So someone might want to start doing about three grams, three to five grams of vitamin C a day. Zinc is also seems to be an important part of it, but you have to be careful because if you take over 30 milligrams of zinc a day after a month, it can turn toxic. So to not go over that. Um, vitamin D, we all know about, you know, sunshine is great, but for some reason, a lot of people get some, but their vitamin D levels are still not normal. So to take like 2000 IUs of a vitamin D a day would be wise. I always tell people, if you're going to do that, get your blood tested after a month to make sure you're not overdoing it. So in the blood work, you can see if your vitamin D is good. And vitamin E is good also. And I have to tell you that raw pumpkin seeds are really high in vitamin E and zinc. So to buy them and just to be munching on them throughout the day is uh, it's also great protein. So that's a good thing. If they're roasted, then it kind of wipes out some of the good stuff. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's, that's you know, those supplements, um, really high nutrient foods, um, making sure you do a, a, a neti pot when you come in the house, wash your hands and um, enjoy the sun. That's it. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you so much. That was fantastic. Um, if we have any questions or, or somebody who's listening to the show today wants to get a hold of you, Dr. Dale, what's the best way to do that? Um, you can um, certainly go into my website, which is dalefigtree.com. There's a link to my email address and my telephone number there. Thank you so much. Let's take another break. We've got a lot of show after these messages. Well, now the 
and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. We are back, 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 and we're ready to go. So what we're gonna who's up next here? We've got Anthony, my guy, Rodriguez. How you doing, Anthony? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Yeah, so we're going to do a shift on you, okay? Because you've got you're a guy that wears a lot of hats. You know, first of all, kudos and lots of love always to all the work and services to all the volunteers in Santa Barbara County for the food bank. And uh, with everything that you've done, we could not have supported the community without you, most definitely. But what I want to do is on my 2021 list, I always like to look through, um, you know, a, a personal note. And I, 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 everything in my earthquake. Uh, from last year that we set up my emergency kit, it just needed to be looked at, reviewed. And cause we set one up last year, February. And uh, I wanted you to talk about that because, um, you know, we, we want to make a plan and I know we got everything else. It's like, Oh, I don't want to be as breaking for one more thing, but look at it like this. If you have the earthquake kit, you'll never need it. You know, I, I had one, we set it up in February. Thank God never needed it. And it's not, and I always tell people too, hey, there's a lot of things you could have had an earthquake hit. And I know a lot of people use their earthquake kit during the fire and the flood. Yeah, you know? So it's not just for earthquakes. So let's talk about that. Everyone get out a piece of paper and pencil. We've got the guy, safety guy. He's going to go over his credentials and he'll tell you exactly what we need. So go, go for it, Anthony. What's your title as far as that's concerned first? Uh, so uh, for the Food Bank of Santa Barbara County, I am the Operations and Disaster Services Specialist. And my job is for the Food Bank is to be the liaison between the county and the Food Bank during this, you know, during this time of COVID. But also um, my job is getting the Food Bank employees, staff, volunteers um, prepared for any type of disasters. Um, and also our community. We are, I've been implementing a lot of new um, information to be able to go out to our community and in the food bank boxes. Uh, we I've created some heat illness information for, you know, during the heat, you know, when it gets hot. Also, I've created some information about, you know, when the power goes out. You know, we, ha we have that risk, you know, quite a bit, you know, during the pandemic. And when fires are happening and we have high winds, uh, you know, we can lose power at any time. Um, even if it's not windy down here. So um, being prepared is, is, is one of the most important things that you can do because when you're prepared for any, any type of disaster, um, you're less stressed. Um, but another thing that we always forget and that we should do is also practice our evacuation plans. Um, practicing our evacuation plans, especially with children, it's a lot of fun. But also, it also reduces a lot of stress during the time um, of a disaster, being able to know exactly what you should do, where you should meet, who you should contact. Those are all key elements of being prepared, you know, in any type of a disaster. Talk about food, like, you know, uh, communication, food, all that kind of stuff, Anthony. Like, a, say I got a box, like what kind of box do I put it? Do I put it in a plastic bag? Do I put it in a box? Where do I put it? Do I put one in the car, garage? Do I have two or three of them? So let's like get people like the earthquake kit 101. Right. So, um, yeah, if you, I mean, pretty much anybody that works, um, we spend more time at work than we do at home. 
Um, and, you know, if we have kids in school, uh, that's another thing that you need to consider um, is where your kids at, at, at during the day, um, where you're at during the day and how you guys are going to communicate. So one thing I do suggest is getting to know your, your, your if you have kids in school, get to know your, the school's plan. What's going to happen when an earthquake happens? What are they going to do? Are they going to let your kids go out? Are they going to kids going to have to stay there? Knowing your, the plan that is in place for the schools is really important. Also, if you're the one making the plan, make sure you share it with others, <laughs> others in your household. Some people forget to share it within their own groups. Um, I had an experience that a young lady had told me that um, she had just taken my class, went home. It was super excited. was telling her parents that they needed to do a, a, you know, a disaster kit. And the dad came out. And he goes, oh, we already have one. It's right there in the closet. And she lives in that same house and she had no idea that they had a disaster kit. Um, so communicating with your, with your family members and also your neighbors, even though you, there might be some neighbors that are really, you know, nosy, sometimes they'll be the ones to be able to alert the, the um, police department, fire department when something happens. Um, you know, so. Anthony, sorry to interrupt, but what, I mean, you're talking about these kits, which are awesome. Um, but what actually do you recommend for people to put in their kit? Like how much water, how much food, like how many days, that kind of thing. Well, actually I was getting to that. <laughs> so um, one of those things that you do that when you actually have your plan, which is important because once you have your plan, you got to make sure you have your kids. You should have a kit in your car. You should have a kit in your home. And another place that you can have a kit is basically um, your home, your car and your work basically three places, okay, making sure that it's accessible. So the, one of the main things that you should have in your car and at work and your kit is water. So you should have one gallon per person per day for at least, now we're saying five days because of the fact of the pandemic, right? So you should have one gallon per person per day, okay? Another thing that you should have is make sure you have some non-perishable foods. Um, a lot of people like to purchase the um, the kits that are already put together but honestly when you do that you're not you're not customizing your kit to to you um you always have to make sure that you make it to your like and what you are going to use um another thing that you should be having there is a battery powered or a hand crank radio um a lot of the hand crank radios they already come with um extra adapters that you can charge your phones um they come with sirens lights so those are really cool, and you can get those at Amazon, Home Depot, all kinds of uh, locations, and they're not that expensive. Um, flashlights, if you, have, if you don't have the hand crank flashlight, make sure you have extra batteries. Don't leave the batteries in there. You can leave them in a plastic bag so they don't get all corroded inside the actual uh, flashlight. Make sure you have a basic first aid kit. Um, a whistle. A whistle is really good in case a house collapse or, or you don't, you're not sure if you're in Two different locations in your home, um, something falls down, it's good to have whistles so you can hear each other. Um, another thing to have in there is something that you can clean your hands, toilets. Uh, if you have medication, make sure you have extra medication. Okay. And if you wear glasses, make sure you have an extra pair of glasses. Um, th those are things that are really important. Um, another thing that is good to have is your emergency shutoff tool. Okay. That emergency shutoff tool is to be able to turn off your gas. Now, you don't automatically turn off your gas when you have uh, an earthquake. You're only going to turn off your gas when you hear it, when you smell it, 
and when you see it. And what I mean when you see it is like if you're going to a gas station and you see the little waves on the ground, that's what I mean. That's when you'll go in and shut it off. Because if you shut off your gas, you know, just automatically and you don't have no leaks, you're, you're fine. There's no fires. Then you're going to be out of gas for a long time because the only person that should be uh, turning on your gas is the gas company. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Uh, make sure you also have uh, money. And when you have cash, make sure they're in small bills. Don't have large bills. Okay. That is extremely important because if there's one gallon of water left, you have a $100 bill, there's no power, you're going to be paying $100 for that gallon, of ga- uh, that gallon of water. So just always keep that in mind. Um, make sure you contact, you have uh, in your plan, your out-of-state contact. Okay, that's going to be your hub. That's going to be your connection. So if you have family members in a different part of town, you guys are all, you all, everybody's going to contact that one person that's out of state or out of the county. And then that's how you guys should be able to communicate. If the, if the phone lines go down, text, make sure you use text. You don't have to call text because if you text, no matter if the lines are down, once those lines go up, it's going to continue to text. And that text will go through. But if you try to call, that's as far as that phone call is going to go. It's not going to go through. And it's not going to continue to make that phone call. But using text is really important. Quick question, Anthony. Is this stuff written up someplace where somebody can just review if they didn't take their uh, note? Yeah, actually, um, I have some uh, stuff that I've already printed and made for the food bank. I'll go ahead and send it to you and you guys can post it up. Um, oh, that would be. We can do the 20 weeks of preparedness like we did here uh, last year for the food bank employees. Every week, I gave them some certain items that, for them to purchase for their kits. And at the end of those 20 weeks, they have a full, complete kit. So we can also do that too. Maybe do a couple of you know weeks, just a couple of items. Because remember, you don't have to spend a lot of money to make yourself a kit. There's a lot of things that you already have in your home, bags that you uh, you have kids or cousins or nephews or nieces. Um, right. They have Use that. Great. So let's do that then. Let's start with that kit. We'll start next week, okay? And we'll get those kits. Give me the information. We'll go down the kit every week, but we'll add a couple to the kit. And then we've done something really amazing for the community here in Santa Barbara. we got to take another break, Anthony. We love you. Stay tuned for more after these messages. Well, now Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Okay, so this is a kind of a cool part of the show that we just started today. We've always had Christine Marie with owner of Review from the Deck, and she's always given a card. And I said, you know something? I want to pick a card because you know, I haven't been feeling grounded at all today. 
So I'm going to do right now, you know, for example, this is actually be good for her because um, that she is a, a Truro reader. has been doing it in town for over uh, 10 years. You still have Paradise Found right now? Um, I'm, I'm, we're online at Paradise Found. They're, they're, yeah. not, they're not um, doing it on there. But yes, I'm still a reader at Paradise Found. Great. She's a reader at Paradise Found. She's found. She's going to give us um, her contact information. But right now, I'm going to pick a card, any card. Let's see. Let's see. Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? All right, I'm going to pick up. I'm not even going to look at it. Here's my card. What does it say? Oh, don't do that. I'm gonna, I got... I got I got three minutes, so you got to go quick. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, you pick the strength card, and the strength card is it's a really wonderful card. It's really about groundedness and connection, and it's about there's a poem I read actually that sometimes I'm just saying with each card, and this one um, is the first uh, the first few the first line from the Mary Oliver poem Wild Geese, which says, "You do not have to be good." You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles to the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. And so when I see this card, it's really, some, it's, it's really, sometimes it's about, most times the strength card has a lion and it's about controlling your animal instincts. And what I see in this card is really honoring the animal instincts of the body. And um, I believe in evolution and creation. And I believe that our bodies evolved and that the human body, it's like this, we're, is here just to house our specific spirit and to connect with who we are. So the fact that you picked the strength card, um, Erica, really speaks to about really just aligning with yourself and who you are. I call it the first sacred mystical marriage, which is of spirit and body. And so it's about really just aligning with yourself um, in whatever way that you need to. So, um, and it's also really... I don't know. I, I like to think about it too. That like um, this body, it is it is the 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 product of billions of years of evolution, and um, and our and I, one of my favorite things to think about is that the hands, the bones in our hands, are um, there's the same amount of bones in our hands as there are in the wings of a bird and the fin of a dolphin or fin of a whale, but they're just placed differently, and that's so powerful to me that we have so much connection, but we also are who we are. So. This is about you trusting who you are and trusting your body and listening, listening to your body. When your body tells you something, when you're feeling stressed, really listening and getting the rest that you need and getting the food that you need and all of that. So how can we get a hold of you? I love it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Good stuff. How can we get a hold of you? Um, you can, let's just say you can, um, <clears throat> I'm at Paradise Sound. So if you go to the paradisesound.com, I think it's paradisesoundsb.com, you can get a hold of me there. Um, you can also call my phone number, which is on my business card, 805-350-2705. Dominique, we didn't talk to you the whole show because you've been running around trying to keep us band-aid. Do you have any closing messages? Uh, well, I was going to catch into Ed, uh, Ed Langlo. Uh, oh, Ed, that's, you know something? That's what could have the big list. We have a minute, Dr. D? One minute. Well, yeah, we have one minute. I, I need three or four minutes to do this segment, so um, I make a motion we save it for next week. Uh, that I can, that's awesome. I, I can't. Well, you know, uh, no, 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 I don't even want you, but tell us what you're going to talk about next week. Well, I did a segment on UCSB, so I, I tried to combine something with the students because if only I'd known as a mentor's moment with the students. So any students that are considering uh, applying to UCSB, I thought they might want to know some of the rich history 
And there is a lot of history out there on that campus, a lot of things that I'm sure most people don't know about. So uh, I, I did that. So that will be my presentation next week. Will be uh, a little bit of information about the UCSB campus, not so much about the, the university, but about the the grounds that it's on and the things that took place there in the last, uh, say, 150 years. Beautiful. And I'm so sorry we're short on time. We went a little bit longer on the earthquake preparedness. and uh, But I think this is all excellent information. So let's do this. Let's start you up first next week. All right. And I think we are about That's out fine. of time. So I just want to thank all of my co-hosts today. Um, we're all part of a very rich community. We, we resonate really high and it's about smiling every day and, uh, showing acts of kindness and love. And we'll get through this together. Okay. United we stand. God bless. See you next week. You're the best. You're the best.